do we all believe in the same Rabbeinu Shalom? That's a provocative question. And perhaps you have heard this question expressed in testy exchanges between people. When one person's Yiddishkeit is so anathema to another's that one feels a need to disavow any sort of connection with the offensive behavior. You don't speak in my name. You don't speak in the name of my religion. That I'll say something like that. Do we really believe in the same Rabbeinu Shalom? But provocation aside, combativeness aside, I want to ask the question from a sincere place. Do we really all believe in the same Rabbeinu Shalom? Because by definition... We are all going to perceive truth differently. And the ultimate truth, the divine truth, Hashem Kevi'achal, differently. We are all wrapping our heads around what is ultimately beyond any of us. So each of our concepts of Hashem is really that which each of us can appreciate and that which becomes filtered through the prism of each of our individual perspectives. So, of course, we can each conceive of Hashem differently. And in that sense, it's a different Hasaga of Hashem. It's a different concept of the Rabbi Nishayla. And this diversity, so to speak, of conception of who Hashem is, is not to be glossed over. It is precious, each of our private relationships to Hashem, which really become the who Hashem is to each of us, in its different individual way from the other person. This is precious. And one's conception of Hashem is deeply personal and becomes part of the Messorah he passes on to his children for them to develop their own concept based upon and built upon the concept of Hashem and the style and the flavor of Avodah Hashem and Yiddishkeit that they receive from, the, from their parents. This idea of individuality, of notion of Hashem, of relationship to Hashem, and how it forms Mesorah to their children, can be teased out from an enigmatic Pusik and Rashi in our Parsha. The Pusik says... Vayizbach Yaakov Zvachim Le'eloke Yitzchak Aviv. Yaakov sacrificed a carbon to the God of Yitzchak, his father. Who is he worshipping? Not Hashem overall, but more specifically, the God of his father, Yitzchak. Explains Rashi, he is worshipping the God of Yitzchak, not the God of Avram. Because Chayavadim covered Aviv Yosemi Kvod Zakenu. A person has a more immediate responsibility of kibbutz av, honoring their father than honoring their grandfather. So for this reason, Yaakov is not serving Hashem as the God of his grandfather, but rather as the God of his father. Now what does this mean? What is this distinction and this difference between serving Hashem as the God of his father or the God of his grandfather? Is it not the same, Rabbana Shalom? Apparently it's different. And apparently there's a particular kibbutz of aim to serve Hashem as the God of his father rather than the God of his grandfather. Now what does that really mean? 
Does it simply mean that in his L'shem Yichud, in his meditation and feel at the time of his carbon, he could either mention Avram's name or Yitzchak's name? There seems to be more to it than that. What is this difference between Elukei Aviv, Yitzchak, versus Elukei Avram? Well, the answer is, in fact, each individual and each great tzaddik in the Chumash is perceiving Hashem his way. Elokei Yitzchak is not Elokei Avram. Of course, each one is ultimately part of the overall vision of Hashem. But each one's vision, per se, is different. Avram and Yitzchak each had a different personality. Avram's vision was chesed. Avram was loving and perceived a loving God. And Avram was creative out-of-the-box, revolutionary in his way of thinking. Yitzchak, on the other hand, was gvuradik. He thought in, in disciplinary terms, concrete terms, practical terms, pragmatic terms. And this is difference is prevalent. We all know people, including ourselves. Some of us think in higher thinking terms, more abstract terms, more creative terms, more romantic terms, and other people are more pragmatic, more concrete, more practical. These differences of thinking between people and of psyches is part of the richness which makes each of us who we are and how we complement each other and form different concepts of Hashem. Allocate this person, allocate that person. So when Avram and Yitzchak's descendant Yaakov in turn is serving Hashem, and when he decides to serve Hashem with a sense of Mesorah, with a connectivity to his ancestors, he has to decide what will be the prominent or the dominant flavor of his avoda. Will he think of a Hashem, an Avram Deka Hashem? Is he going to worship the Hashem from the creative perspective, the romantic perspective, the loving perspective, the higher thinking perspective? Or is he going to serve Hashem, so to speak, as the medactic Bahalacha, as the concrete, practical, legalistic Midas Hadin sort of way of approaching Hashem? You might say in contemporary terms, he has to decide he's going to serve Hashem with Hasidic passion or Litvish Adictic B'mitzvahs. Or color it however you might wish. These are different notions of Hashem, and each one is precious. In the context of Yaakov Avinu, there's a particular kibbutz av to promote the concept of one's father, of one's parents, in a dominant way. But overall, the hashgat for which I want to glean, this difference between Elokei Avram and Elokei Yitzchak, it is in fact a different God. Not in the ultimate sense, because of course Hashem himself transcends any individual's take on him. But it's a different Hashem in terms of the human perspective on him. And each one is precious. And each one is part of the Mesorah. We celebrate these differences of perspective of Hashem, which the Avos had. And really, each Av is different flavor. Each Av observed the same mitzvah in a different way, with a different conception of truth. I'll give you one example. Let's talk about the mitzvah of Shabbos. 
in a beautiful passage in the tefillah of Mincha, Shmon Asri of Mincha on Shabbos, it speaks about how each of the others related to Shabbos. And it uses a different terminology. And I want to explain each one and give some meaning to each one and why each different flavor of, how each different flavor and style of Shabbos matches each Av's personality. Avraham Yagel Yitzchak Yiranein Yaakov Uvanav Yenuchubo. Avraham had what's called gila, a spark of joy in his Shabbos. Yitzchak Yirani, Yitzchak sang, he serenaded Hashem on Shabbos. Yaakov Avonav Yenuchbo, Yaakov and his children had tranquility. What are these different modalities of Shabbos? Gila, Rina, and Menucha, and how do they relate to each respective Av? So let's begin with Avraham Yagel. Gila the spark of joy seems to be the spring in the step, the urge to be joyous. You will find the term gila generally appearing as the first in the litany of expressions of joy, such as gila, rina, ditsa, v'chadva. And the Malbim, in fact, explains Gila is that, as we called it, that spark of joy, that initial urge to be the Simcha. And that is Avram Dek. Avram, with his Midah of Chesed, who is creative, because Kabbalah explains that Chesed does not simply mean to be loving, but it is a love which is grounded in creativity, i.e. expansiveness, the drive to reach beyond oneself, the drive to embrace life and to embrace other people. It's the it's the profound urge for Chaim, Shuadaviv. That is all Gila. So Avramavino, his Shabbos was a Freilach the Shabbos, a Shabbos of one who is embracing life itself. Avraham Yagel. Yitzchak, on the other hand, he is Yerani, also joyous, but joy is expressed in serenading, a song of serenading, Hashem. Why so? Well, tefillah, while, while tefillah is an ideal which can be found with all of the others, tefillah is most explicit with regard to Yitzchak Avinu. The only one of the Avos where the Torah uses a, an explicit term of tefillah rather than a hinted, veiled term of tefillah is Yitzchak, Yitzchak and his wife Rivka. <gasps> where the Torah says in the beginning of Parashat's told us, Yitzchak and Rivka davened. And likewise, in the end of Parashat's Chayisara, it speaks explicitly of Yitzchak's con- Conversation when he is conversing with the Tavard. Yitzchak went out to the field to commune, to talk to Hashem. None of the other Avos doesn't describe the actual conversation of their Davening. You merely have veiled references to Avram standing in the place where he stood, the Makkum where he was Omid, where he would stand, which is interpreted as a reference to Tefillah. Or Yaakov Ayifka Bamakum, Yaakov encountered place, which is interpreted to mean tefillah. He encountered place that means Hashem, he dav. And those are more veiled, Ramazdika references. It is only Yitzchak who's described, his tefillah is described 
explicitly in the Chumash, and this is because Yitzchak's Mida is Avodah, is worship of Hashem, Avodah's Utfila. As we find the Maral explains regarding the threesome, Torah, Avodah, and Kamilas Chasadim, each one matching one of the others, Yitzchak's Mida is Avodah, because Yitzchak has that intensity. Yitzchak, who became sanctified as a carbon at the time of the Akedah, Yitzchak has that intensity that beyond even formal prayer, he is a creature of prayer. He is always living with the palpable sense of standing in Hashem's presence. He's the davener. And that's why his Shabbos is not simply described as freilich like Avram, because if you're Yitzchak, freilich kite itself smacks of frivolity. Every sort of positive simcha has to be channeled into avoda, and hence Yitzchak Yirani. Yaakov, one of Yaakov and his children, well, they bring a third flavor into the picture. Yaakov is the Av who suffers throughout his life. Yaakov suffers from his brother Esav who seeks to kill him, from whom he has to flee into exile. Yaakov suffers from his father-in-law Lavan, who double-cheats him and tricks him. Yaakov suffers the lost love of Rachel Imenu, who he re- whom he really loved, never fully achieving the youthful promises, never becoming the Akaris Habayis, the wife which he thought and she thought she would become. Her role was usurped, of course, by Leah, and ultimately Rachel dies early in a story of dashed dreams and dashed loves. It's another tsar of Yaakov's life. Later, Yaakov's daughter, Dina, is abducted and violated. And finally, his son Yosef is sold into slavery, which brings him almost to the grave in despair. So Yaakov is the Av who suffers, the Av who has to find Hashem amidst suffering, the Av who teaches us resilience amidst the unsolvable theological conundrum of why the good suffer, why bad befalls the righteous. Tzadik viralo. So Yaakov is always yearning for a respite from his suffering. Yaakov is always yearning for menucha. In fact, it is concerning Yaakov that we have a reference to him seeking rest on Shabbos. When the Pasuk says in Parashas Vayishlach, when finally he makes it into Eretz Yisrael after having escaped Esav and Lavan, Yaakov camps upon the city. Says Rashi in the name of the Sheltos, it was Shabbos. Well, more than simply an incidental reference to Yaakov stopping on the side and camping when it was Shabbos, I think the reference to Yaakov having just arrived in Eretz Yisrael and having escaped Esav and love and camping for Shabbos, is one of Yaakov yearning to find rest, yearning to find respite, yearning to find refuge. As elsewhere, Chazal tells regarding Yaakov, B'kesh Yaakov leishit b'shalva, Yaakov sought tranquility. A quest for tranquility which he never really found in this world. In fact, in that reference we mentioned, when Yaakov camped on the side of the road for Shabbos, it was in Shechem, he actually camped there in Shechem and bought that tract of land. 
his peaceful Shabbos is short-lived because soon after there in Shechem, his daughter is going to be abducted, as we know in the story which follows there in Parshish Vayeshlach. But the point of the Torah stress, um, stressing that Shabbos of respite in Yaakov's life, when he camped on the open plains of Shechem, kind of taking a deep breath and coming back to himself after all that he had suffered, and kind of re-bolstering his inner, inner reservoirs of spiritual energy to then face down the next challenge. It's giving us a perspective of what Shabbos was in the life of Yaakov, and what Shabbos is in all of our lives as we hobble around from tsara to tsara, from struggle to struggle, that there's a preciousness to those moments of respite, to that menucha, however short-lived it might be, called Shabbos. And that is Yaakov Uvan of the way Yaakov and his sons experienced Shabbos. A, an urge for menucha, an urge for respite amidst struggle, and an appreciation that even if life overall is very, very difficult we can find peaceful moments, peaceful moments that are encouraging. Shabbosos, which are escapes of sorts, and allow us to continue to keep up the good fight. So here we have an interpretation of the passage regarding each observance of Shabbos. Avram Yogel, Yitzchak Yiran, and Yaakov of Yenuchu. Avraham was sparked with joy over Shabbos. That reflects his personality. Yitzchak was, was serenading Hashem and davening on Shabbos. That reflects his personality. Yaakov was finding relief and menucha. That reflects his personality. All of the Avus observed the same day called Shabbos. But it was a different Shabbos to each one. Because ultimately, as we saw, Hashem is a different God to each one. Of course he is ultimately the same God, but he is internalized by each one differently. And all of us relate to Hashem as our personal God, different from the person next to us in Shul, who is davening the same Shemun Asrei. But we each say, Hashem Elokeinu, our God. And we try to take and find personal resonance in our concept of Hashem. I believe even as we are saying in the plural, Hashem Elokein knew. It's filtered. It's making that possessive statement, our God, most directly relates to the person saying it, of course, taking possession of that concept of Hashem. And then we continue to say, Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov, recognizing that Hashem was the God of Avram, the God of Yitzhak, the God of Yaakov, each one a different concept, each one distinct, each one unique, and each one which in turn informs each of our own personal concept of Hashem, a personal concept of Hashem, built upon all the personal conceptions of Hashem of the others who came before us. May we each be Zoha to forge this personal relationship that Hashem becomes each of our gods in our own individual way, built upon 
all the personal conceptions of Hashem of the others who came before us.